For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Go. And it is an undefeated Tuesday here on Birds 365. Even though Jalen Hurts might not want to hear that. He doesn't like the sound of 5-0. and uh, We'll discuss that and many things today. You got your Mac and Mac boys back today. Jody McDonald along with my partner, John McMullen, who came in. They had already flipped the coin. The Eagles had decided to defer. But as they were coming out onto the field for the opening kickoff, McMullen came running in through the tunnel to make yeah. it in time for today's show. Good hustle out of you, Jay Mac. Well, you got to give credit to the Uber driver in the uh, 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 rush hour traffic. So fresh off the red eye. So I'm not very fresh, Jody. Uh, so you're going to have to carry me today. Uh, from So hold on. Time out. Time out, Philadelphia. Uh, when you took off for Arizona, you Ubered into the airport? I Ubered into the airport, yeah. And you um, Ubered back out today? You, I, didn't, uh, I, you don't trust long-term parking at Philadelphia? Well, they shut down the long-term parking during the pandemic, and they never reopened They it. never reopened the long-term never parking? I'll tell you, it. last time I was on a plane pre-pandemic. Yeah. No, I. as a matter of fact, well, we could do a two-hour show on that. That pisses me off to know <laughs> I, I love that long-term parking lot. And now it doesn't exist anymore, and they use an excuse 
uh, if you park near the airport, they just gouge you to no end. They had this big lot where you could take shuttles in. Oh, yeah. It was really nice. You just walk out. They're constantly running. And it was easy and it was convenient. So, of course, they stopped it. Uh, Yikes. I did not know that. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, when they you, the pandemic was the excuse. They didn't have enough traffic, which was understandable because nobody was traveling. Um, but then when everything reopened, they just didn't reopen it. Reopen it? So yeah, I didn't know that. So now it's just easier to take Ubers in and out. Uh, my wife's always got something to do. I don't blame her, by the way. That's the worst thing in the world, the, the airport uh, pickup. Um, no, so, yeah. J-Mac, it's a whole lot easier than it was before friggin' cell phones. The only thing is you can't, like... And again, I've been doing much traveling over however many years since the pandemic hit, but people just pull over on the side of the road and wait with their cell phone until someone texts them and says, yes, my my plane is down. Come get me. Yeah. Well, it is. But it's actually not uh, as difficult as it once was when you really did have to go into a short term lot and pay through the nose just to wait for the person you're picking up to show up. I'm going to date myself, but in the Keith Hernandez episode of Seinfeld, uh, they do a great, uh, uh, you know, Jerry meets Keith Hernandez, the, the great former first baseman, and and uh, he, he they become fast friends. And he, Keith Hernandez skips steps, and, and Jerry asks Jerry to help him move, which is, you know, going all the way in a male friendship. That's and, true. And, they were insulting uh, Jerry. What are you going to do? Pick him up at the airport next? Because that's that's a disaster for anyone. It can be a little difficult. So Johnny Mac got the Uber back in. I texted him at about 7.45. I said, uh, you going to make it for 8 o'clock? Because you told me when we last texted that you were hoping to be back in time for the show. And you said maybe a couple of minutes later. All right, well, okay. Tone will hop in. We'll carry him. And yeah, sure enough. Yeah, I you know, and then I have to when I'm here, the dog hasn't seen me, so the dog's gotta uh, be excited, and I gotta get her out. So it was hit and miss, but I made it under under the wire, you under did. the wire. And we appreciate much like the Philadelphia Eagles, you hustle, you're gritty, you're tough, you got the job done the same way the birds did in Arizona this week, uh, because you were commuting or were planning on commuting yesterday, and that got pushed back, and that's why you're just. Walking in the door here today, we haven't talked to you since the uh, Cardinals-Eagles game ended with a missed Matt Amendola pick. I guess all that time he spent in the gym pumping up, getting getting ripped. He should have been out there ripping field goals rather than worried about how he looks in a T-shirt. Yeah, you could argue, you know, the Eagles talk about winning outside the margins. You know, what won them that game uh, on Sunday was – personnel department you know picking a guy who hasn't kicked before Cameron Dicker now it was an easy kick I'm not going to go overboard I think even Amendola could have made a 23 yarder but who knows um but you know at most teams default to guys like Amendola who's disappointed three cities in two years you know you know that Jody uh he's been awful and people keep giving him chances I guess he does well in practice I don't I don't know but and, and, you know, that, that thing was, as soon as he hit it, it was like, oh, oh, no way, uh, you know, 
that basically was wide right to New Mexico. That, that's how far wide right that was. Now there was some talk that Milton Williams might have gotten a finger on it. I've seen. I, I don't know. I've seen still photos that make it yeah. look like he I did. I don't think he did. I don't, I don't and either. And here's here's the reason why, John. And you were there, so you had a different look than we had on on television. That ball was going so fast to the right as you're, you're as it came off his foot. You knew yeah. immediately. Uh oh, this thing's not going straight. Yeah. And there was no movement in the ball. That the only movement was it going right. It didn't slow down. It didn't immediately change directions. Oh no, it went tried and true to the right. There, there was never a chance it was going through the uprights. So it looked like Mitt Williams got his hand on it. But by judging the flight of the ball, I don't think he did. I just think it was a horrendously bad kick. And that's that's exactly what Nick Sirianni said yesterday at his uh, press conference this day after. Um, he did not even at the time hear that Milton got a big, he said he didn't think he did, but I'll ask Milton. And by the way, Milton say you did, <laughs> but if uh, anyway, for sure, take credit for it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, called? exactly. He was very close either way, but I, I don't think he got a piece of it. It was just an awful kick by an awful kicker. So I think that was one part of it. You know, the personnel department, taking a chance on a young kid that they scouted and they said, well, he's pretty good. Let's give him a chance instead of the retread who keeps failing and failing and failing and failed again. Shocker. Um, and, and then, you know, little things, Jody, like the stadium, the operators, you know, Arizona thought they had a first down when Kyler Murray slid and they didn't. And they clocked the ball. Now, I don't know. There would have been 22 seconds left or some somewhere in that range. They could have ran another play. Every piece of yardage is important when you have a kicker like Amendola. Uh, if you get a five-yard gain, who knows? Make it an easier kick. Maybe it goes to overtime. You know, little things like that. You know, you're in your home stadium, and I put that in quotations because Eagles fans took over that stinking place. I mean, it uh, my Uber driver knew me, Jody. Uh, a a member of the Arizona Cardinals, uh, a game day uh, PR staff, who shall remain nameless because I don't want to expose him, uh, introduced himself to me, uh, said he was a fan of our show, so thank you. Um, and, he, and he pulled up his pants and he was wearing Eagles socks. He was an Eagles fan. Um, that the entire I think there are more Eagles fans in Phoenix than there are in Philadelphia, or it's very close. Um, they completely took over the town. Uh, it was a home game essentially. You probably saw that video that Nick Sirianni mentioned yesterday when the field goal did miss. I, it was like you know, a roar of the home team winning uh, late in the game. Uh, so little was, things. Get, and you're telling a great story, but I want to just get uh, on the record here. Uh, we saw a bunch of plane loads of people go out there. Uh, you know, the local media does a nice job of tracking stuff like this. I don't think it was John Clark, though. And he spends quality time in the airport. But usually it's for someone coming into town rather than someone leaving town. There's no such thing as quality time at the airport. <laughs> no, I'm talking about um, the fact that you're saying you think there are a lot of Eagle fans that just live in Phoenix. 
that have moved out to Phoenix that have been Eagle fans and didn't have to get on a plane to the old game. No, they're residents, but they made sure they got their tickets and wore green to the stadium on Sunday. Yeah, well, there. I mean, there were a ton of traveling fans as well. I mean, that's that's a good vacation spot. So you, it, uh, it's a two for one, I think, for a lot of fans. So there, don't get me wrong, there were a ton of traveling fans, but there are, yeah, there are a ton of local fans as local, well. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of both, and and you know, kind of meshes together. Uh, but yeah, my plate last night. Remember, that's a day late. Uh, it was packed with Eagles fans. Still. Packed. Uh, so they took an extra day, made a little bit of a vacation out of it. Um, obviously, Phoenix Glendale area is beautiful when you get out of the airport. Oof. By the way, city of Phoenix. Oof. That's all I'll say about that. Um, they get built up your run for their money in airport uh airport problems but other than that yeah i mean they took over the town that's uh great to hear and the way the game ended was great from an eagle perspective yes it hung in the balance yes kyla murray had to misjudge a first down marker don't know how much the uh in stadium uh operator Oh, they got to fire that. I, that. I don't want to say that. I don't want to get anybody fired, but that is a bad mistake. They they flashed on the scoreboard, first and 10. You know, everybody on the Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury talked about it afterwards. You know, um, Zach Ertz talked about it. Everybody thought it was a first down. All of a sudden, they're clocking the ball and it's fourth down. Then they have to kick. There's no. But let me, know. let me, let me, uh, I keep interrupting you here, John, and I apologize for that. Um, I say shame on the Cardinal players. Shame on Kyla Murray. Shame on the coaching staff. Your job there is to watch the officials. You're supposed to watch yeah, the agree. officials to see if they wave the chain holders forward until they do that. It's not a first down. Whatever the hell it says on the scoreboard is nice, but it's kind of irrelevant, and they can get it wrong. When the officials wave the the chain gang to move up and reset for another first down. Then you know you have a first down. If you know you're sliding close and it's a maybe, you have to look to the referee. You can't look at the stadium scoreboard. Yeah, and, and you know Nick kind of got a little dig in after the game and said I was watching the chains. I knew it wasn't a first down. Exactly so, right. I, Nick's one hundred percent right. That's the way you're supposed to do it. And, and Clip Kingsbury and the coaching staff, I'm going to blame the coaching staff more than the players. Look, you're right with the player, but in the players, I mean, you see it. You see guys now in the modern game, uh, especially in these new stadiums, somebody breaks off for a long touchdown. You'll see them look up at the scoreboard to see if anybody's chasing them. They're used to doing these things now. They have these big things. And, you know, so from I, I'm not going to kill the players. I am going to kill the coaching staff. I'm not a big fan of Cliff Kingsbury anyway, so it's kind of easy. But, yeah, I mean, you have to be more aware. And if Cliff can't do it from the sidelines, somebody up in the box has got to tell him really quickly, um, yeah, they messed it up. And, and, you know, that potentially cost them overtime. And who knows what happens in overtime. So Here's where I'll kill a player, though, John, and it's the player that we're talking about. You got to get the first down. He goes well, into yeah. the slide way too quickly. Kyla Murray's got to make sure he can't leave it 
to an official's judgment or the chance that you may or may not get nine and a half yards isn't good enough when you need 10. Sorry, Kyler, you got to make that play. And he's sliding to protect himself. The game is on the line. If there's any juncture of the game where you're going to go a little bit uh, extra and you're going to give up the body a little bit, you got to do it there. Either you have to wait till you're two I yards past the slide or you got to drop your shoulder and just go down to the ground and give yourself up. That's on the player, not on the coach. I agree. You know, I was I was watching the early games at uh, State Farm Stadium, uh, you know, uh, because it was a, a 125 start there, but 425 here. So all the early games were going on. And I, I forget the game, but there was a game where uh, quarterback needed the first down. He dipped his shoulder. He got it. He went head first. He didn't slide. You know, yeah. I think if you're going to criticize Kyler Murray, I think that's the bigger criticism than third and one versus fourth and one. And when, when they put it up on the scoreboard, a lot of a lot of quarterbacks are just ingrained to look at that now. Um, so I'm not going to kill him for that. But I I I think it's I think it's a good criticism that yeah, I mean you got to you you got to go head first there. You got to go first you got to get the first down. He did not. Uh we will get our first down our first guest up to join us next. My buddy, my pal, my partner from WIP and the host of the Eagles pregame show on the Eagles Radio Network with its uh, station right here in town being WIP. Glenn Mack now will join us. First guest, Chris Frank a little bit later. Johnny Mack back from Arizona. All is well with Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. 
The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Undefeated Tuesday morning here on Birds 365. It'll stay that way until the Eagles lose a game, which did not happen Sunday in Arizona. And here to help break down what went down Sunday and look ahead to the Cowboys. He and I have talked Eagles-Cowboys for a pretty long period of time here. <laughs> uh, the host of the Eagles pregame show, their uh, flagship station, WIP, and across our entire uh, broadcast outlet. Uh, and of course, host on weekends on WIP with poor schmucks like me. Uh, I he does some heavy lifting. I got to give him credit for it. Glenn Mac now here with us on ninety four WIP. Uh, G Mac, the cast of thousands you have on the pregame show. I know a little less for road games than home games. Yeah. Was I the only putts this week that you worked with that picked the Arizona Cardinals to pull the upset? You were. There were some uh, like myself who picked a close game and said the Eagles wouldn't cover. I'll I'll take that win. Yeah. Uh, but more, uh, Jody and John picked the Eagles to win it rather easily. You were the only one who went to your extreme. So, well, there you go. Yeah, I had, I, I've been, I picked the Eagles to win five times, Glenn, and I think I'm one in four versus the spread. So I picked them. To be, <laughs> it, it, it's unbelievable. Uh, when I think it's going to be a close game, well, uh, it doesn't turn out to be a close game. What, what's more important, John, your bank account or them going to the Super Bowl? Uh, my bank account. There's no question about that. <laughs> I'm not, I, yeah. Hey, Super Bowl's going on anyway. Uh-huh. But you know, I'm not. I'm not an Eagles fan per se. But you know, I take my objectivity seriously. But sure. Um, this team is. I, I. I do. Since you went there, I'll. I'll. I'll go a little bit further. I find it interesting the nitpicking with this team. I find two. Two parts. There's only one five and O team in the NFL, so that's pretty good contextually. Um, I still hear that Jonathan Gannon is not aggressive enough. Let Arizona back in the game. That's one. And now I'm hearing Jalen Hurts doesn't throw passing touchdowns. Who cares, Glenn Mack? Now, I mean, oh, I, winning I, football I'll, is winning football. Oh, certainly. I mean, l- let's start with the second one first, which is Jalen Hurts is. I don't know, top half dozen offensive weapon in the NFL this year. Right? Oh, yeah. Combine everything he does. I don't take away his running away from his passing. Oh, yeah, doesn't, he doesn't pass for touchdowns, but he could theoretically set a record for touchdown runs by an NFL quarterback. I'll yeah. take those two quarterback sneaks and count those. Thank you very much. Yep. Um, his game can still improve. So I don't know if it's nitpicking or it's, 
hey, this guy's got even more of an upside. I'm looking forward to that. I'll say that with him. I love where he is now, and I think he can get better. As far as Jonathan Gannon goes, you know, the defense kind of let down in the second half uh, on Sunday. Okay, I'm not going to, you know, look at what they did to the Vikings. Look at what they did to Washington. They were they were great. The defense didn't have its best game. I'm going to look at the whole five games and say it's the top defense in the league. I'll nitpick one thing, and I've been nitpicking this thing since last year, and it hasn't bitten them yet, but it could. Their special teams, by and large, yeah, is awful. And well, that I was Aaron Seaposs's best game, Glenn. Yeah, he yeah he's been and he's been okay this year. He's been yeah. fine. Um, last year, you remember how he finished down the oh, stretch yeah. was was yeah. terrible. Not Jake good. Elliott's great. Hey, Dicker the kicker was fine. Their their coverage is not good, and their return game is just abysmally bad. Again, it hasn't bitten them to the point where they've lost a game, but they, they muffed another punt the other day. Yeah, yeah, I know where Johnny's no, that coming from. That should have been a penalty, though. Okay, I, you got to give. You got to. Yeah, but you got to. You got to catch the ball. You're you're right. You're right. I know where John's coming from with his question because I was on WIP last night and took up legal calls. And again, John Gansey, we didn't get to the quarterback. Why isn't getting more aggressive? They give up 17 points, all right? And and Kyler <laughs> no. Murray's one of the more exciting weapons in the NFL. Might not be the best, but he, he brings a lot of excitement. And he's difficult to defense. They give up 17 points. That's yeah. not bad. Just because it didn't include eight sacks like they had previously against Carson Wentz. Because it didn't include five turnovers like it did the week before against Jacksonville. He gets compared to himself and he gets knocked down a couple of pegs. <laughs> Because his defense, God forbid, gave up 17 points. You know what I think some of it is? Because, you know, you you and I, we talk to fans all the time, right? We talk to callers all the time. I honestly do think there's a little bit of a, this must be too good to be true, so I got to find what's not working because I can't believe it's all that good. I really do. I believe there's some fans, a contingent of the fan base in every sport. I mean, you know, we, we see it in, with the Phillies going well in baseball that is always so afraid, like, well, this is too good to be true. Let me find what's not working. Uh, I thought that disappeared a bit after they actually won a Super Bowl, right? You're allowed to be confident. It can work out for us. But, yeah, we'll get that. And, Jody, I'm telling you, and, John, the percentage of those callers versus the percentage of the public overall is very different. People oh, yeah. call because they call because yeah. they're motivated. They call because they're upset. I, so I, I don't think it matches up entirely with the fan base. No, I agree with that. Same thing with social media, Glenn. Because you, when yeah. when people go on Twitter, it's the the people that you know want to complain. The extremes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you I don't get a lot of people go on Twitter like, "Hey, so far this game's not bad." I mean, that's yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> that's not true. what people are tweeting. And 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 by the way, because I saw a ton of Eagles fans out there traveling back and forth, they were very confident. So no, the vast great. majority are 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 very confident in this team. They should be. Um, it when I do look at this team and you bring up the special teams. I, you know, you're not supposed to look ahead. Nick Sirianni will kill me for looking ahead, but this, this is, is Dallas week. Yours. Exactly. This is Dallas week. If they get by Dallas, you look at their schedule. I mean, we yeah. could be talking 10 and 0. Matt Rule just got fired in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Already, you know, you, you're talking about my bank account. You get all the odds. Who's the next coach going to be in Carolina? Sean Payton's the obvious number one. David Tepper likes to make splashes. He probably is. Number three, Shane Steichen, the Eagles really? offensive coordinator. 
Yeah. Really? I, that's how quickly it goes in this league. You're the only undefeated team. If you're 10-0, and 0, where I'm getting with this, Glenn, is there a sense of urgency? This championship window's open. Let's be honest. There's nobody great in the NFC. Um, this championship window is open, and if the Eagles are successful, the people are complaining about Jonathan Gannon. They're not going to have to worry about it. He's going to be a head coach. <laughs> Shane Steichen might be a head coach. And we saw what happened to Doug Peterson when he lost his top assistants, even Andy Reid on those Andy legendary oh. coaching staffs that his first coaching staff is legendary. When he started losing some guys, it became more difficult. Boy, you really are worried about something that's uh, <laughs> that's a real theoretical. Yeah, I'm why gonna, not? I'm, I'm going to go back up in what you were saying and, and say I'm going to start with this point. I thoroughly agree with you that the window is open for them to win it this year um, because they're better than most people thought. And because the rest of the conference is probably not as good as people thought. I heard Donovan McNabb on WIP last week say, you know, the thing about the Eagles is they're probably a year away. And I'm thinking a year away from what? Yeah. You're away. You're away from, from us sweeping up the I, confetti. By the on way, Broad Donovan Street. was in the locker room. Donovan lives out there. Obviously he was in the locker room uh, uh, doing his, uh, glad handing with Jalen Hurts after the game and, and Nick Sirianni. I don't think he was telling them they were no, away. I imagine he wasn't. Didn't mention, yeah. Might have mentioned it on WIP. Don't think he said it in the locker yeah. room. Yeah. Hey, by hey, right. Hey, you guys, slow your horses. No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so I absolutely think it's there. I think we also will admit, if we're being honest, that the NFC is right now the junior conference and uh, the team you play from the AFC will probably be favored in the Super Bowl. But we've been there before, and they won that's, it last time. That's your underdog. Buffalo Bills, by the way. Let's be yeah. honest. Uh, probably, yeah. It is right now, and we'll see how that plays out. Um, and as you were referring, the upcoming schedule with what Pittsburgh and Indy and Carolina, right? It's like, gosh, they yeah. got some easy games coming up. Um, yeah, if you win, your coaches get poached. And it is a big challenge, as we saw with Andy Reid, with Doug Peterson, to replace those coaches. John, can I worry about that after yeah. I pick, pick the confetti <laughs> well, out of my uh, I only bring it up. <laughs> I only bring it up because Matt Rule got fired in season. Yeah. So all yeah. of a sudden it starts early. Yeah. Um, you know, and more and more teams I think are going to start going this way to get the head start. Uh, because let's be honest, Steve Wilkes got the interim tag down there, but I said David Tepper is going to try to make a splash. And sure. if he can't get Sean Payton, you know, maybe it's the next in offensive mind. There's always those hot candidates, the the Hansel candidates, if you're a Zoolander fan. Uh, he's so hot. There's always uh, uh, that uh, hot candidate. All of a sudden, because of what the Eagles are doing and because Nick Sirianni handed the play calling over to Shane Steichen, Right. And the development of Jalen Hurts, all of a sudden, Shane Steichen's the it guy. Now, he's got to finish. This team can't fall apart. But I'd look at the schedule, Glenn. That They can't fall apart. They're a good football team. Yeah. They can't miss the – at this point, as you said, you'll get the schedule. They can't miss the playoffs. Dallas, with one loss, is a surprise to me. Uh, we'll see where they had uh, – their defense is terrific. I'm very impressed by Dallas's defense. 
I the the backup court Cooper Rush should come in and, and held the fort down. I'm curious to see where that moves forward. But yeah, I mean at minimum now, at minimum, barring catastrophic injury or collapse, the Eagles are what, twelve and five? I would yeah, think I, minimum. I, yeah, I would say that's I, a I don't know how right you get now. the five losses. Yeah. But yeah. other than attrition, significant injury attrition. I don't know how you get the five yeah. losses. And injury worries me a little bit. I'm sorry, Jody. Injury worries me a little bit just because of what's happening with the offensive line, right? Is my lot going to come back? What's the story with Kelsey? Is, you know, they got a lot of hurts on the offensive line. Hurt, and I don't mean Jalen Hurts. They have a lot of, you know, injuries on the offensive line. That's the only thing, Jody, I think could stop it. And another thing that I think fans and some media members have been nitpicking, and I, I, uh, I don't think people are contextualizing it correctly. Oh, the Eagles don't score points in the first, the second half. Oh, they're great in the first half, but and that completely takes out the way the game is going in the conversation. That oh, you yeah. don't restart it, you know. All right, put the first Drives half points aside and pick it up at zero zero at half. That's not the way they play in the National Football League. So, yeah. are people blatantly overstating the worries about the Eagles are a great second quarter team, but those other three quarters, I don't know about. It's the, the score at the end of 60 minutes it counts, right, McMahon? Last time I looked at the standings in my Philadelphia Inquirer, it was not divided by how many points you scored each quarter. So, right. yes. Yeah. And and games are in content. The Minnesota game, they clearly took their foot off the pedal. That's oh, okay. Yeah. You had the lead. I'm, I, there are so many things that you can worry about. That does not make my top thousand. No. No sense of urgency. It, human nature. If there's, if you're not being threatened, you're you're going to take your foot off the gas a little bit. But I think if you go back to week one, Glenn, they they had that textbook four minute offense drive to close mm-hmm. out the game, uh, yeah. drain the clock, walked off the field. They had the almost the first nine minute offense in recorded history. If they punch in that touchdown, that is one of the great drives in recent NFL history. They won 17 plays. They took eight minutes off the clock. Now they had to settle for the field goal and 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 you know Arizona had an opportunity. So it's not gonna be spun that way. But that's pretty impressive to go 17 plays in a tie game. And they wanted to serve these two masters. They wanted to drain the clock. They wanted Arizona to use their timeouts. They accomplished that, but they didn't punch it in the end zone. So, I mean, there's room for improvement, but it's still pretty impressive. It's all very impressive. I've, I'm, I'm telling you, I covered my only two concerns with this team is the potential for injury and what we're seeing with the offensive line a little bit. want to see how, you know, where's my lotta? and the special teams, particularly the return game. Other than that, baby, let's book passage to Arizona in February. All right. Uh, Uh, You mentioned the fact that it's the Cowboys coming up on uh, Sunday, and uh, you and I have had many a Cowboy bet uh, over the years and had a lot of fun with that. You just got Cooper Rush this week. I got my legs shaved one time off of losing a bet there. I should have had my legs shaved because I had to wear a dress when he – (laughs) there is still still a black and white photo somewhere in this house of me in that big ugly blue dress that i wore had nice beads though uh for for that dress that my wife purchased (laughs) for me um 
yeah, we don't know who's going to be the quarterback for the Cowboys yet. We know that Cooper Rush is 4-0. and This past week, he needed to complete all of 10 passes yeah. for the Cowboys to win because their defense was so dominant. They're getting uh, short fields and touchdowns off defense and the like. He hasn't wowed anybody. No. But he's a winner. Yeah. And he's won four straight games. Is there any question that if Dak is healthy enough to go, that he's the quarterback on Sunday? We know the Cowboys will probably play much to the chagrin of Jerry Jones. I think the coaching staff is smart enough to go down Nick Sirianni's road of competitive advantage. We don't want to tell anybody anything until we have to tell them. There's no chance of Cooper Rush that that Dak Prescott's going to be holding a clipboard on the sideline Sunday, is there? Not logically. I mean, yeah, Dak Prescott is the quarterback who is their future, who they paid all that money, who has shown over the over time that he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Cooper Rush, thank you very much. You know, go sit down. We'll uh, we'll we'll talk to you later. But it is Jerry Jones, so there's always that, you know, he's got to do it his way, smarter than everybody. So he's tougher to predict than most people. Logically, Jody, everything you said makes a ton of sense. If you can read Jerry Jones's mind on that, let me know. <laughs> uh, I'm not as concerned about the Cowboys' offense as the Cowboys' defense, oh, yeah. uh, Glenn. And, and Dan Quinn is one of the better defensive coordinators in this league. Uh, Micah Parsons, I'm not going to say he's better than Aaron Donald just yet, but I think he's number two in the world when it comes to defensive players. He's just unbelievable. And I didn't see this coming. Penn State kid, a lot of people projected him to be an all-ball linebacker, uh, and they you know, kind of fell on it because of injuries. They were forced. Marcus yeah. Lawrence got hurt. Um, Randy Gregory got hurt and all of a sudden the Cowboys didn't have a pass rush last year. And they said, well, let's see if he can go get the quarterback and he can get the quarterback. Uh, he is a spectacular player. Is this going to be the biggest test for the offense this year? Uh, far and away, Eagles? far and away. Yeah. Well, and he, he specifically, I don't, I, you know, I haven't looked down the road at every defense they face, but I agree with you. I mean, he's a, you say he's the second-best defensive player in the league. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, and there's really nothing I can argue with um, that, that says he's not, if not better than Aaron Donald right now. Um, and I watched him last week, and he, he can destroy a game. You know, he's that Lawrence Taylor type who can just by himself make an offense say, okay, whatever our game plan is, it has to start with stopping this guy. And not to beat a dead horse, but if the Eagles' offensive line was healthy, I would feel much better about that. Um, Jack Driscoll going up against Micah Parsons doesn't. Yeah, that scares me. Yeah, that, that doesn't. That doesn't me. give me as much confidence as I would yeah. like. So that's if you know. I, I haven't picked the game yet. Spoiler: I'm not picking the Cowboys. But if uh, when <laughs> when when, however, I pick that game, the first factor. For either team, for me, the most important player in the game to figure out is Micah Parsons. And that does, the, sure, he's great. He has been great. And uh, the Eagles are going to have to uh, keep him off uh, the, the quarterback's back on Sunday, which we'll see if they are capable of doing that. Um, another fan question, Matt, because I know you get a chance to talk to him on the weekend and then specifically during the pregame show. It's not uh, overly caller driven, but you get some in. Did you get any calls from Eagle fans? who were in Arizona. 
because once again, Eagle Nation has shown that they are as good a traveling road show as there is in the National Football League. Nick Sirianni felt compelled to talk about it after the game. Kyla Murray can't get the signals in, in yeah. his house, because Eagle fans are that loud and proud in Arizona. You get any calls from out there from Eagle fans saying they're oh, yeah. ready to rock the stadium? The greatest. Oh, yeah, the greatest. And when you saw it on TV, it's not my original line. I forget if it was one of the broadcasters who said, you know, there were people wearing red for the Cardinals and there were a whole lot of people wearing green for the Eagles. It looked like Christmas yeah. with those two colors dotting the I stole the that too, Glenn. I there stole that line too. Yeah, I, I won't take original credit, but yeah. I can't I don't know who did it, it though. So yeah, I'm but gonna, it's, yeah. yeah, but it's a good line. And um, it's become a thing now, and it's a great part of what we do as a fan base here, which is they travel. Um, and they took over Washington, which isn't that hard to do. And they took over Arizona, which may not be that hard to do, but it's 3,000 miles away. Yep. And I think we're going to see it again moving ahead in some of the other games this year. And you hear the coach talk about it, and you hear the Eagles players talk about it. And I think it's, you know, I don't know how the odds makers work everything out, but I think it's worth a point or two for all those games. When those Eagles fans go out there, they are directly contributing to the team winning. Yeah, I, one of the biggest surprises to me was week one. I was in Detroit. I expected it to be like last year. The the Lions fans, because it was the season opener, they didn't let them take over. There were very few Eagles fans there. It yeah. shocked me. It, the Lions it, it really fans, did. Yeah, I'm, I spent some time in Detroit. I have a lot of friends in Detroit. And those poor people, going into the season, Lions fans thought, this is the year. Yeah. That we legitimately they were can hyped have up, man. And they I don't were know. Hyped up. Yeah, maybe it's because of hard knocks, whatever it was. They thought, like, finally, we're going to have something. And they look every week, and every week they lose, like, you know, 48 to 34 or whatever. They're just, were they one in four now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, uh, they changed their motif this week. Lost they got 20 shut out. Nothing. Got they shut were, out. That's right. Oh, by the Patriots. That's yeah, right. they were uh, the number one offense in football, and they got shut out. You can't. They lost, what's his name? They, they lost a quarterback named Zippy Zappy. Yeah, 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 yeah Zappy. Bailey Zappy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the Lions are still a Lions, and that's what it's I still said. the biggest. I I thought it would be 60-40 Lions fans, uh, something like that. Uh, it was their won. opener. It was their yeah. opener. And, they, and and here's the other thing. And again, I lived in Detroit. Now I like Detroit. Detroit's a good. My kids were born. I have very fun thoughts of detroit if you're an eagle fan and it's like you know what yeah hey, it's not you say the way let's, do, let's yeah. do a road trip this year where do you want you want to go to phoenix where do you want to go you, you know you want, you want to go to dallas you, you want to yeah. go to detroit eh, let's go to phoenix airborne uh, airborne uh, was nice <laughs> but i'm not i'm not going up like again i lived there and i liked yeah. it but it's it's not a travel mecca yeah Un understandable Fair point. Fair point. Uh, Mac I got one more question for you on the uh, offensive side and John's got Shane Steichen out of town by the end of the week I was I do surprised <laughs> by that yeah. um I'm not sure and again uh, maybe John and I seem to come down on the defensive Jonathan Gannon most uh more than the Eagle fans do if there was a coordinator I'm questioning off Sunday it's Mr. Steichen not uh Gannon the wide receiver screen back in. I was waiting for Jalen Rager's yeah. name to be called. Yeah, the damn bubble so many screen. wide receiver the screen. Damn yeah. screen. Now, was that all about? Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, and try it once or twice, and that's great. And then really not working. Like, let's move on. Let's have more complexity to the game plan than that one or two uh, that that pass. I don't know. Maybe they they thought they couldn't run them, so they want to develop some kind of short 
you know, offense that could get going. They obviously saw something when they scouted him that they thought was going to work that didn't. But I was disappointed that when it proved not to be effective, they didn't just like, okay. Just kept pounding it. Right, well, that's because now, something else. Uh, that's because it was the hot read. Uh, you know, Arizona blitzes a lot. So um, their hot read was, for the most part, now Jalen has some different things he can do, but for the most part, he defaulted to that quick screen. Now, the ones that were scripted early to Dallas Goddard, they worked like a Swiss watch. I mean, they were great. Um, then it gets redundant, redundant, redundant. Right. That was the one thing Jalen was kind of uh, upset about after the game. Nick Sirianni kind of, I'm not going to say upset, but, you know, he was a little bit cognizant that he was getting some criticism for that. Um, that's the quarterback, though. You know, he went mm-hmm. to it too many you. times. Yeah, he went to it point. too many times. Yeah, good point. All right, so if it's a hot read and you want to put it on Jalen, uh, fair enough. All right, uh, the fact that it's a Sunday night game, I think you and I touched on this uh, a little bit on Sunday when we were together on WIP. I, I don't like it because I'm on the air. Uh, I'm on CBS Sports Radio, so I'm going to only be able to watch intently the first half, and then I got to go to work. Uh, so that kind of stinks. Um, you, you're you a Sunday at one guy, same as me, but you do like night games. I'm not a night game fan. I'll take a 4 o'clock game over a night game, be it – Sunday night, Monday night, or Thursday night. You don't mind the night games. That gets a good no, build need, up for you down at the stadium. I need, I need to clarify. Yeah. Okay. I like I like Sunday night road games. Oh, okay. <laughs> and those I are don't, the worst for me. I don't I don't yeah. well, because you cover them. Yeah. I'm watching Sunday night in the basement on the Barco Lounger, really comfortable, you know, ready to get into bed at the closing kickoff. You've got a lot more work to do. The home games, which I go to and get home Sunday night at one in the morning. Again, I you know I don't want to sound like I'm a whining old man. I'll go. I'll do it. I also know, after all these years as the host of the pregame show, particularly Sunday nights, more than Thursdays or Mondays, which are work days for most people, people start tailgating pretty yes, early. Yes, they do. And when we're doing that pregame show from five to eight, that last hour of the pregame show, when people are coming in from drinking in the parking lot for the last six hours, it's a pretty rowdy set. And I'm, mm-hmm. I've got the uh, the dump button to hit for, <laughs> a, uh, hit for obscenity, right? And I, I'm I'm hitting that button a lot. So it's yeah, and listen. you're only gonna it's only going to be amped up this week with the Dallas Cowboys coming. Oh, in, uh, when, yeah, hey, Cowboys let me put it this week. way. As I'm doing the show with Ike and Ruben Frank and Elliot Shore Parks and all the, the usual gang of idiots and uh, people are coming in, the, the gentlest thing they'll be saying is Dallas sucks. That's the gentlest thing they'll be chanting. It will go now, many degrees I, beyond that. I, I want to talk about the NFC East as a whole because I said last week on the show, Jody will remember, I said the New York Giants stink and they won again. So I give Brian Dayball all the credit in the world. By the way, I still think they stink, and they're four and one. I think Minnesota stinks, and they're four and one. Um, Who do you like? That's my point. This is. Do you believe the NFC East? Do you believe 
that this is a good division. I believe the Cowboys are good. Yes. Uh, I mean, clearly the Cowboys are going to be a playoff team. Um, I don't think they're great. I think they got vulnerabilities, but I think they're good. Um, Do I think the Giants are good? I think Dable is really good. I think Barkley's having a very good season. And I think Daniel Jones hasn't screwed him up yet. So I think they're okay. I don't think they stink anymore. I thought they stunk. Yeah, I got to I got to get off that word. Yeah, I might want to move off that one, Johnny Mac. Yeah, I I like that word. Okay, And I give a lot of credit to Brian Dayball, but I'll I'll, I'll phrase it this way. Then, Glenn, are you scared of the New York Giants? I wouldn't be scared of that team. No, no, no. I think the Giants can be what the Eagles were last year, nine and eight and sneak into the playoffs. That's what the Giants could be. And, and you know what? If they do, you know, good for them. The Giants and the Jets, those fans up there, Jody, you're oh, from yeah. that part of the world. That yeah. Haven't had a lot of success. And the Jets are showing some life. Jody's yeah. Jets. Yeah, they're they, getting you they, re- ready Sky, to Sky, Skyler you. Thompson this week down yeah. to the third string quarterback for Miami. Hey, uh, I'm going to put my brakes on my Jets a little bit. But Skyler Thompson, say about the Giants. Matt Amendola, a win is a win, Jody. A win is a uh, win. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to turn it down, but I'm not going to go over the top about it either. But here's what I'll say about the Giants, and that was a uh, uh, yeah, I had to be up. So you watch the entire game. You and I are doing a show at the same time that the game. Yeah. Time. So I got to pay. Uh, pretty good attention to, but not perfect. Their defense is underrated. The Cowboy defense is good, and we knew it was going to be good because they have a couple star players like Parsons and like Diggs. The Giant defense doesn't have those Pro Bowl names on defense that everybody knows just yet, but they kept Aaron Rodgers out of the end zone last week, yeah. goes down the field, knocked down a couple of passes. Yeah. I don't know what the hell the coach was thinking. I know you guys are both singing Dable's phrases. He almost screwed it up at the end the way he handled the last possession. Uh, but I will get it too far afield if I go there. Um, the Giant defense, beware, both you guys. They're, they're competitive. They are a competitive, above-average NFL defense. When when the Eagles play both the Cowboys and the Giants, don't expect a shootout in any of those four games. I like all, I like the Eagles' defense, and I like both of those two teams' defenses still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the Giants, though, their defensive line has been pretty good for a couple years. Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, they used to have Dalvin Tomlinson. He used to be even better. Um, the offense has been the problem there. Now, part of it is Saquon's been hurt. Uh, and he makes a big difference. But if we give Cooper Rush credit for winning games, we got to give Daniel Jones some credit for winning games, don't we? Sure. Yeah, well, yeah, I think Daniel Jones was an early first-round draft pick and Cooper Rush was a <laughs> That's true. whatever. So to so put point. those guys point. In, in the, into the same sentence doesn't exactly isn't high praise to Daniel Jones. Um, I think we all agree that the conference – is without a great team, I'm mean, taking the Eagles out of the equation here. You know, if, if you're the Eagles looking at your opponents, there's not a team really that you fear in the league. There's teams like, you know, Dallas looks pretty good. Green Bay, I would have put there. That was a bad loss they had over there in London. What the um, heck happened to the Rams? Right. What? The Rams. That's, I don't know. Super Bowl hangover. I don't know. Um, and so there's a bunch of team Minnesota. I think is better than they showed here. They're not particularly great, but they're probably good enough to make a playoffs. But there's nobody in this conference that you say, you know what, in the end, the Eagles are going to be eating this team to get into the Super Bowl, and that's going to be a tough one. And they've got the Giants and the Cowboys four more times. With five games in and five wins are great, 
You still got, uh, and you got Carson coming to Philly. Oops. I almost counted that one out. That will be fun. Uh, we got four more matchups yet to come against the Bears and the Giants, which should be fun. GMAC, it's always fun with you, bud. I will talk to you on Sunday. Thanks for jumping in with us here today. Look at, looking forward to it. By the way, Jody, this is completely unrelated to this. I'm still in 30 seconds. You and I are both deeply involved in a TV show right now that we love. It's my favorite show of the year called Bad Sisters. We're going to publicly predict who we think murdered John Paul. You say? I say it's going to be the accused pedophile from across the street, the neighbor. What's it? Roger? Yeah, Roger, Roger. the across the street neighbor? Yeah. That's who I'm leaning toward. Okay, and I'm saying it's going to be the daughter with the funny name, and I'll bet you a, a, a beer on it. Okay, you're on for a beer. He, you okay. and I have betted up beers over the. Uh, I know you're I'm, good. I'm for gonna. It, isn't I, Sharon, I know where to get mine. <laughs> uh, uh, one of one of the stars of that show uh, was in the show Catastrophe. I'm gonna recommend that. Yeah, the people. oldest sister. Yeah, yeah. The, the oldest sister, and and she's I think the the like the creator of the show. So yeah. oh, really, I yeah. didn't even know that. But you're right. Bad Sisters is great. Final episode is Friday. Yes. All right, I don't know on. that I'll see it by Sunday, but we'll hopefully we will. Oh, you think you better no, make it by Sunday? I, I, I know, I know, I'm busy these days, but I will. All right, guys, that Always is Glenn Mac now, host of the Eagles pregame show on the rate on their radio network. My partner from the weekend. He's my Mac. He's my Mac weekend wife. John McMullen is my during the week weekend wife. Uh, I'm just Mac and Mac all over yeah. the place. Appreciate you guys streaming in. Come back. I still got a couple more things I got to run by Johnny Mac because I didn't get to talk to him yesterday. Eagles related, league related. Chris Franklin, NJ.com is going to jump aboard now with number two. Stay right here with us. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. John McMullen hustled his derriere home in time to get aboard right at 8 o'clock, Ubering in as quickly as he could from the airport with his uh, red-eye flight from Arizona. Good to have you back, Johnny Mac. Uh, I want to run this by, I uh, talked about it with uh, Brad Brooks when he was filling in for you yesterday. I compared the Cardinal quarterback to another quarterback who happened to be in the stadium on Sunday and was in the green locker room afterwards to, I think uh, you said, glad hand, uh, both Nick Sirianni and, and uh, Jalen Hurts, which is. Well, exactly- it went both ways, by the way. Okay. Uh, so it looked like from my end that uh, uh, Donovan was in there uh, scoring points with the Philadelphia fan base by uh, talking up the Eagles or uh, uh, bro hugging up the Eagles after he'd gone on WIP and said, as Glenn uh, noted, yeah, the Eagles were a year away. Yeah, why, Donovan? Uh, didn't necessarily agree and or buy what he was saying. But I compared Kyler Murray to Donovan McNabb in this aspect. About his third year, I think it was the start of his third year, um, Donovan McNabb made a conscious decision that he was going to be less of a running quarterback, that he didn't like being characterized as an athletic quarterback that he was a pure quarterback. And I do believe that at least in part race played into it. Now this is 20 years later, the game has changed. I think that's much, much less of a conversation than it was back when Donovan was coming into the league um, or, or he'd started to establish himself in the league. And I actually thought it was a detriment to the Eagles and to Donovan McNabb and his game that he made what seemed to me to be a conscious decision, I'm not running anymore. I'm just not going to do it. Because when Donovan McNabb first came into the league, his first couple of years, he made big plays with his legs. He could take off and just rip oh, a drive yeah. on his own. And it, it, oh, it yeah. annoyed me when Donovan did that. And I think we've reached that stage with Kyler Murray now. He never takes off. He'll run around. He'll run in circles. He'll go backwards 20 yards to come forward 10 yards, but then still throw the football when he's got green grass and high tides out in front of him forever, and he just doesn't take off. And, oh, by the way, here's the other reason I don't understand it, other than I just think it's bad for the Arizona Cardinals and their ability to win games. He got paid. The contract's already done. If part of your line of thinking is, I don't want to risk my – 
$200 million uh, payday here. You got it. It's already yours. The mind's in the bank, Kyler. Make the football plays you got to make. And never was it more evidence than he goes into a slide and comes up short on the biggest key uh, need, need for a first down play in the entire game. Am I being unfairly critical of Kyler Murray, Johnny Mac? Um, I wouldn't say unfair. Um, you know, interesting. He hadn't been running. You're right. He's more of a, and Jonathan Gannon talked about this before the game. He's more of a guy who's going to run around in the bay. He's not going to run like Jalen Hurts runs at times. Um, he's going to run to extend the play and throw it down. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Field. He did gash the Eagles... I think four times with those quarterback draws. And the last one was actually successful if it wasn't the situation it was. Uh, and he came up a half yard short. Yeah. Nine and a half yard gains a good thing, except when you need 10. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, four carries for 42 yards. He, I, he had come in with under a hundred yards rushing. So, um, they did it a little bit more because I think they realized they were playing a better team and they needed something uh, if they were going to win, the, if they were going to steal that game. So he did do it a little bit more. He's a small guy. Like, you know, if you want to compare him, and that's where I think the McNabb comparison, well, a couple of things. Donovan did it because he wanted to prove to people that he could be a passing quarterback. And it was a different time, different generation where, as you mentioned, a lot of it was racially motivated. I don't think you deal with that as much, at least. Quarterbacks can play like they want to play. Kyler's a really small guy. I mean, a really small guy. Whereas Jalen Hurts is this big, physical, uh, you know, people call him a fullback at quarterback. He's the Eagles short yardage specialist. You know, we all talked about, oh, they need Jordan Howard. They need a Jordan Howard type. <clears throat> no, they don't, because they have the most successful short yardage runner in the NFL. He just happens to play quarterback. You know, Jalen was a power lifter. Uh, he could squat like an offensive lineman uh, when you're talking about weights. Uh, they're different physically. Uh, so I don't think Kyler says equipped to do that. So he's always been more of a, yeah, but let, let me ask you a question about that. You say that he's uh, small. Well, short might be the better way to describe it. I don't think he's thin by any stretch. He'd imagine he's not as big as Jalen, but he's not, he's, exactly not thin. he's not nearly as powerful as Jalen. Understood. Maybe powerful. But, as the, but the what are we, of... what are we worried about here? Injury? No, well, number one, I think that's the way he plays. Um, you know, he was never, he has the ability to run. 
but he was never Lamar Jackson as two years ago. Johnny Mack, he rushed for 800 yards. No, I know it's way down. I'm not saying it's not way down, but I think he, he's always cognizant, which I like. He's cognizant of throwing the football first. I like that part of it. Um, he's definitely got to run it more because, you know, when you take that out of his skill set, um, it's, it's a bad organization, a bad team, a bad coach. And Kyler's dealing with all of that. So, you know, it's not a surprise. And and when we talk about the Eagles going, you know, being 5-0 and and look, it's a snapshot. They're the best team in the NFL right now. All due respect to the Buffalo Bills. By the way, Damo still won't put the Eagles over the Bills. Understandably so. Those, those were actually pretty impressive. Yeah, blowing, they blowing were pretty impressive. And at the Bills are probably a better team. I, I'm going to say that. They're probably a better team. But the Eagles deserve to be number one right now because they're undefeated. That's my opinion. Uh, but it's a snapshot. It's a meaningless snapshot. Um, but last year at this time, the Cardinals were 5-0. and They ended up being 7-0. and Um the last unbeaten team in 2021. And since that loss, what are they? Six and 10, six and 11, something right. like that. Um, you know, just cause you're five and Oh, you, you got to keep doing things correct. And that's what Nick Sirianni constantly preaches, you know, one day at a time, one game at a time. It's cliche, but, the minute you think you got this thing solved, it'll jump up and bite you. So you got to be very cognizant. And look, Arizona was beating people with with superstar players, whether it was Kyler Murray, whether it was uh, Chandler Jones. Uh, now they don't have Chandler Jones. Now Kyler's uh, uh, doesn't have his DeAndre Hopkins isn't out there. Um, that's a big impact on them. Um, and all of a sudden they can't win at home. They've lost eight straight at home and they were seven and oh last year, Jude. And they've lost eight straight at home since that, that first loss was against green Bay in Arizona and they haven't won since at home. So you need to keep it up or things can go bad. I'm, I, I think the Eagles are in a better position this year than Arizona was last year, but I, I was kind of excited by Arizona last year since I bet them at 45 to one to win the Super Bowl. I thought I had a shot. Yeah, that went by the boards big time. All right, uh, Johnny Mac, I want to hit on this before our pal Chris Franklin joins us. Just another example of me not being able to comprehend our friends at Pro Football Focus and how they go about uh, rating and ranking things. Um, on I think it's EaglesWire.com. They always post... I haven't 10. even looked at the grades. Okay, uh, uh, then I'll. Uh, if you want, if you can get your pro football focus up, please feel free to do so as quickly as possible. Again, uh, they they break it out for you on EaglesWire.com. Um, the top ten Eagle rating rated players for just this game, not the entire season, just this game this past week against the Cardinals. The highest rated player, Brandon Graham who BG shows some activity down on the defensive line. I don't think in general the defensive line was, I know it wasn't near as dominant as it was a couple weeks ago against the Commanders, but he got the highest grade of 90.2, which is a very high grade 
Second-ranked player, Jason Kelsey, 78.9. That's a big drop-off. More than a 10-point difference between your first-best player and your second-best player. And, of course, we know Kelsey missed a couple of plays. Uh, your boy, Jordan Davis, third-rated player. He made a couple yeah, Jordan of played well. Jordan individual played well. stops, just sh- shed a tackler like a mosquito and a-, a blocker, and then made the play in the backfield. He really did play well. Fourth. James Bradbury, where's our buddy Groats? Does he get these? Does, does he check pro football? Boy, focus? Groats is uh, now. You know he doesn't like pro football focus, but man, he is barking up the wrong tree with Bradbury. Don't that is a good football his, player. Do not understand his disdain for Bradbury. I think he's been great. Um, Goddard, fifth best player, understandable. Big game, huge play at the end of the game when they were running it right down the Cardinals' throats. They needed to get a big play on third down. Who comes up? Goddard makes the catch, makes the extra yards thereafter. Josiah Scott, their sixth best def- uh, overall player, not just defense, offense and defense, uh, rated by Pro Football. Yeah, he Focus. played. He did play well because he did not play well against Jacksonville. He had a much, much improved, much better game. Took a yeah. big step forward this week. I would agree with that. Um, Jalen uh, was. Oh no, Lane. Then Jalen. Then Isaac Sayamalu, and uh, Josh Sweat last. Um, uh, yeah, I'm surprised that Brandon was number one by a significant amount. I thought the defensive line just in general was a little tough to handicap. Kudos to Josiah Scott. You know who had a bad game? My I was going to say. TJ, TJ Edwards had a that, bad that game. No linebackers. Neither TJ or Kazir White near the top 10. What happened to the, the LBs this week? Yeah, they didn't play well. Um, you know, tackling was an issue um, for the first time since Detroit. And I think that was a, a big problem. When the defense did have problems, um, they didn't tackle. Uh, and that's what this defense is based on, especially when they're in that quarters coverage. It's, all right, you're going to throw it underneath, but you got to tackle. And when you miss the tackle, all of a sudden it looks bad. Um, so I think that was the big problem defensively. You know, pro football focus, uh, they do these rankings – they have sort of like green, green is good. Yellows, you know, mediocre red is bad. I always look at the reds. Um, and if you over 90s blue, so Brandon got blue. I don't know why it's blue, but anyway, uh, blue chip, I guess. Um, so big red marks and tackling for Josh sweat. Um, Hassan Reddick, Darius slay, Marlon Tui Pelotu yeah, and TJ Edwards. And TJ Edwards. A lot of missed tackles. A lot of missed tackles. Um, four. They gave TJ Edwards four. That's why he had such a poor grade. And that normally doesn't happen with TJ Edwards. Um, so that's kind of thing. You if if you remember week one, I wasn't worried as like everybody else was saying the house was falling. They missed 15 tackles. Yeah, That wasn't going to continue. I said it that week, Jody. Same thing with TJ this week. All right, he had a bad game. He missed a couple tackles. Not going to happen consistently. So that kind of stuff is easily, easily correctable. 
No, and yeah, you have a guy a uh, bad week, you chalk it up every once in a while. You have too many of those and you start to worry, but uh, Edwards has been pretty close to phenomenal the first four weeks of the season. Somebody had a bad game there. It just, I, with, I thought one of the two Eagle linebackers would be in their top 10 rankings and ended up. Neither one of them was. I don't think Kaiser White played exceptionally well uh, either. Um, and the Cowboys are going to come in here and try and run the football, whether it's Dak Prescott or Cooper Rush, which, again, let me get on the record. It will be Dak Prescott if he's healthy. I don't know if he's healthy. Uh, shoot, Jerry Jones had him playing two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, Dr. Jones gonna... had him playing two weeks ago. Uh, so I got no idea whether he's going to play or not. Uh, but that was before Cooper Rush kept ripping off victories. So I don't know how yeah. much of that plays in. It really shouldn't. That's the thing that bothers me. And, uh, you know, I do the national show CBS on a weekend. I get some cowboy callers. Got one guy who's been saying for two weeks, if Cooper doesn't lose, they can't pull him out. You just don't move or move a quarterback. When a guy's a career backup and you've got a guy that you've committed $200 million to, yeah, that's when you get replaced. That's when your starting quarterback goes back. You want to take a stance of you're undefeated, you can't be pulled. I can go down the road of, if you're the starting quarterback, you don't lose your job because of injury. I don't see any way that Dak Prescott is holding a clipboard on the sidelines. Either he's going to be inactive and I, Rush is going I, to play, I, I, or Dak is going to be the starting quarterback come Sunday. Yeah, you know, the old cliche, the most popular guy in town is the backup quarterback, usually until you see the backup quarterback. Uh, in the case of Cooper Rush, he's winning games. So you knew these knuckleheads were going to come out of the woodwork. Oh, they're winning games with Cooper Rush. They lost with Dak Prescott. Um, yeah, I mean, if Dak is healthy, they got to get way more explosive. I was talking about, to me, the definition of a great quarterback is increasing your margin of error. That's it. That's it. Your margin of error is very small when Cooper Rush is the quarterback. The Cowboys have been able to win games. It's not about the quarterback. It's about the entire football team. It makes it harder when you can't score on a consistent basis, when you can't, you know, if a game turns into a shootout, you know you're not winning that game with Cooper Rush. You just know you're not winning that game. Now the Cowboys have a very good defense, so they've been able to go about it and win in different ways, um, and credit to them. But anybody – talking about Cooper Rush versus Dak Prescott, even like it's a conversation, like it's a valid comp. They cut – he deserves all the credit in the world for being a game manager, but he's a game manager. Dak Prescott is a star quarterback when he's healthy. Now, is he going to be healthy? There's no way he's going to be healthy, Jody. And if he is – even if he's cleared by doctors, not Dr. Jones, real doctors, even if he's cleared, you have the rust factor involved. So, but look, if he's cleared, you got to play. There's no, right. there's no conversation there. And as far as you know, uh, and uh, yesterday I was uh, lucky enough to get our buddy John Machota to agree to come on with us on Friday, our uh, Cowboy beat guy who was on with us a couple times last year and did the Cowboy preview for us during the offseason this year. He said he could jump in with us on Friday. Um, I'm assuming the Cowboys have a similar, if not exactly the same setup down there in Dallas that you guys on the beat have for the Eagles that you're allowed in to practice for a 
designated period of time, not yeah. all that long. Yeah. And you get to see some, but probably not enough or as much as you or all Eagle fans would want to be able to draw some conclusions about what the team's working on, what they're going to do. Uh, the cow. What do you do with Dak this week? Is he taking the the first? Uh, well, if he's team starting, reps? yeah, he's taking the first team rep. I, the first team quarterback takes you know ninety percent of the reps, uh, maybe more than that. Uh, I mean, you prepare the quarterback now. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's any team that allows the media to watch practice anymore. You used to be able to watch practice, but everybody kicks this out now. So, but I mean, behind the scenes, you can usually get it from the players in the locker room, whether, you know, you do it kind of slyly uh, and they give up the goods. Yeah. They give up the goods. Um, They'll know if he's taking the first team reps and, if he's going to play, he's taking the first team reps. I mean, that's just the way it goes. They're not going to play him if he's, you know, taking a rep here and there. But there's no way the Cowboys can fudge it and get a competitive advantage by keeping the Eagles guessing as to who's going to be taking that first snap under center when the Cowboys get the ball on Sunday night. Now, what, what's the competitive advantage? The Eagles will prepare for Dak Prescott. And if you prepare for Dak Prescott, you're prepared for Cooper Rush. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, one's a really good quarterback and one is a game manager and a backup quarterback. Um, now, now, you know, Nick Sirianni, I, I look, I laugh at him. I like Nick personally. I think that comes across. I think Nick knows that. Um, I think his competitive advantage nonsense is exactly that. It's nonsense. You're not getting a competitive advantage. But if it makes him feel better, if it makes him sleep better, I guess. Is that God what it is? Geez. So Nick can get good winks at night? Is that, that why he does all this stuff that he does? I don't, I don't know. I But, you know, sometimes I think, you know, no, I'm not even going to say it. But people think. Yeah, I will say people think they're more important than they are. Uh, you know, you don't think are, that about Nick, though. Well, when when it, in in certain instances with competitive advantage stuff, um, no, not as a whole. But in this instance, with the injuries, like not telling us ten minutes before and we walk out to the I practice run, we see there, there's no stinking competitive advantage. That's what I'm talking about, Joe. You stuff like that. Um, and it, it's a very small window. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't give you a competitive advantage. And I, I don't know why they do it. The competitive advantage Eagles will have over the Cowboys this week is that after, uh, being able to judge via TV, John McMullen was there, uh, two games this year at Washington against the commanders and at Arizona against the Cardinals, Eagle fans came in and took over the stadiums. There are a lot of Cowboy fans across the country. There is a goodly amount of Cowboy fans in oh, Philadelphia. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of Cowboy fans there, but they're not taking over. Not not in comparison to the way no, the Eagle fans no. showed up in Washington or no. in Arizona. They'll no. be Cowboy fans, yeah. but not not to the volume and or the percentage that the here's, birds are Here's how I'll describe it, Jody. There will be more Cowboy fans than any other team's fans at a link game this season. There will be more Cowboys fans than any other team coming in 
has bands up yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know about but that. But it's still not a lot. It's not a lot. What week is is Eagles Giants? Uh, I don't know. I have to look it up. Yeah, the Giants are playing well, but still, there there's and, more. And there are there are some very well heeled Giant fans. If they keep playing well, New, uh, New York money might... will get in a limo and come down if they really think Big Blue is back in the mix as a. Oh, well, I'll tell team. you what. That is the Jets. Uh, my Jets, blue collar. That is Giants, last... blue blood. And it costs a lot of money for their, to get Eagle fans to give up their tickets yeah. in the secondary market. The, the Giants fans have been known. That to, is uh, week 18, Jody. And Giants at Eagles. Uh, so if that game is meaningful, which it probably won't be. Which, yeah, know, if the Eagles know. already have the best rocket record in the league locked up, and here comes the JV again, just like they did against the Cowboys last year. Oh, the Giant fans will be all over that one. Yeah. You're right, especially if they get the uh, free pass into the playoffs because the Eagles aren't playing. Could yeah. be that situation. Could be. Uh, yeah. We shall see. All right, coming up next, our bud, Chris Franklin, back outside. Nice enough to be outside. He's got the sun shining in his face. He will uh, shine with us next here on Birds 365. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go back. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go first. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save in Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our Winter Watch team, we'll give you another 20% off, and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. 
Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. We got John McMullen back from Arizona, just getting in under the wire. Good to have Johnny Mac back with me, Jody Mack. And we had a third, our pal Chris Franklin from NJ.com, coming to us live from the backyard, uh, even though he's only got a hoodie on. Glenn was indoors and had a jacket. I'm not sure why. Hey, it was a little chilly out there. You know, going from Arizona to the chilly, it's uh Quite a punch in the face, Chris. It's a shock. It, it, it hit me hard because as soon as I was used to it, like the 87 degrees, it was warm. Yeah. I'm feeling good. Get off the plane. Oh, what the heck just happened? It was, it was, <laughs> it was a shock, all right. <laughs> You're a tough guy. You're back outside again. We'll give you props on that. Um, uh, let me go here first since Johnny Mack went where he went earlier in the show. The next coach of the Carolina Panthers will be – Jonathan Gannon or Shane Steichen? Which one is it going to be? Who's going to come in and uh, get cherry-picked from the Eagles staff to be the Panthers' next head coach? I think it's going to be – I really, really think it's going to be – I think it's Steichen. I really do because I think Carolina is going to be – Yeah, because I wouldn't be surprised if Gannon went to something like the uh, Washington because they have the defensive pieces oh, that'd there. That would be great, by the way. That'd be yeah. great. You got the you got the thing. I mean, next year I mentioned the Mount Union, John Carroll stuff. Hey, I'll be going add that a little bit to there, and uh, you got all that other stuff. So might as well. Uh, you might as well have nothing there. But I think Shane's going to have the ability to get a, a, a decent quarterback and develop whatever quarterback they get down there, and they got some raw pieces there. So I mean, he's got to finish the deal. But it, I, I, I brought this up on the show because it's amazing how quickly things move. So I'm sure you know. When these things happen, Matt Roll gets fired. I'm sure you get all the emails. You get all the odds emails. Oh, yeah. and, they, and they and they put Steichen at thir- three behind uh, Sean Payton, who we all know, David Tepper, won- Sean Payton's not going to Carolina. He's going to have opportunities to go. He's probably going to end up in Dallas. When Dallas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he got, the Dallas coach is winning games, too, just like eh, Cooper Rush. you got to yeah, give him credit he'll for He'll lose, he'll lose in right the playoffs, now. and, and Sean, Sean Payton can write his own ticket. He's not going to Carolina. And then number two is Dan Quinn, who's probably going to be upset at Dallas because he's not going to get their job because they're going to go after Sean Payton. And then number three is Shane Steichen. So it's one of those situations where it is what it is. It's betting markets. But it's interesting how you turned into a hot candidate so quickly in the NFL. Well, when you look at what he's done with Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts, you think, uh, to me, I think behind Payton, I thought Steichen would be at least number two because he's proven what he can do with a young quarterback, which is a valuable commodity. And you see nowadays teams aren't going so much when it comes to the defensive side, when it comes to the ball. They do sometimes. I mean, you saw Aberflus get hired, some of these other guys, but they, they tend to trend to younger offensive yeah. coaches. So, yeah. yeah, and that, that hurts Gannon a bit. You got a big uh, Cardinal fan uh, chirping in the background of Shane Steichen. Cardinals you know, and Blue Jays are just going back like and forth. like an eagle to me. I, mean, maybe I don't know <laughs> eagle chirping well enough, but. 
Yeah, the Eagles. Oh, are that's the, the only Cardinal that won this week. Yeah, <laughs> between them and the Blue Jays are fighting. There's, there's a turf war thing going on back here. It's crazy. I don't know, but yeah, it's a bad week to be a Cardinal though. <laughs> yeah, uh, for uh, both the baseball and football side. All right, uh, John and I were uh, laying out blame earlier. Biggest play of the game, Eagles and Cardinals. Sorry to say, it was a Cardinal offensive play, and it wasn't anything the Eagles did extremely right. The quarterback decided to take a dive, a slide at nine and a half yards when he needed 10, got up, probably didn't know what the down was, may have been misguided by the scoreboard looking up that it gifted the Cardinals a first down that they hadn't earned yet. And they spike the ball and then they bring out a uh, practice squad kicker who misses uh, a shankopotamus as far quickly right as you could possibly get it. Um who was the most to blame on that play? How how do you uh, – I think we all have to agree from an Eagle perspective, they got lucky. From a Cardinal perspective, they shot themselves in the foot. How do you uh, ferret out the blame on that play? i probably go – I have to look at the safeties. I know they were covering deep, but I think they have to look and, and they, no, they – Not, have a, not on the Eagles. Group. No, I'm talking about from right. a Cardinal standpoint. Oh, oh, I put that on uh, Murray himself. Because the quarterback's supposed to know at any time, no matter what, what the down distance is, where the sticks are, what the, the, the whole entire situation. And the fact that he wasn't able to – he started his slide early not, and just dove and not dive or anything like that for it. Because even if that happened, he could have dove for it, then clocked it afterwards and get the fair. He should have known, okay, because the first thing, you look at the down marker, you dive in that one. That's, uh, to me, that's all completely on Murray because it shouldn't have been that – Now, here's where I gave him a bit of a pass, Chris. So tell me if I'm wrong here. But And I I put more of the blame on Kingsbury. You know how modern players look at the scoreboards, right? Like if they're breaking out for a long touchdown, they'll look up at the scoreboard to see if somebody's near them or if they're in the distance. It's become ingrained in them. And, you know, whoever the operations guy is at, at State Farm Stadium, he's probably in trouble because they turned out, we all saw it, it said first down. And that's why, if, you know, during that drive, it's Dallas week. We talked about Dak Prescott in the playoffs last year. His mistake was not taking the football, handing it to the official, you know, because the official's the one that's got to place it. And all of a sudden they don't get that final playoff. Kyler was doing that, man. He was he was up on the ball. He was handing the ball to the official, and he made a mistake. He shouldn't have slid. That's where I blame Kyler. But when that big scoreboard says first down, I, I don't know. I give him a pass on that. I don't give the head coach a pass on that. No, he put the team in a position to have to make a decision to spike it or not. You should, if you're a guy who's making as much money as he is now, he got that big contract. You want to be there's questions about you when, about all sorts of things about your game, and you know you have a chance to get that first down for sure. You don't chance and go. Well, I'm going to give it if it's the first quarter. Okay, well, that I get part, yeah, I, he he can't give himself up. That part right. I think is fair fair criticism. But as far as the third and one versus first down, I don't know. I get I blame that more on Kingsbury, who by the way I talked about the betting markets. Next coach to be fired. Matt Rule was obviously fired. Cliff Kingsbury now leading the uh, leading the the field, and and he is not doing a good job. But I'll tell you what, you want to talk about pulling the plug early? 
the Philadelphia Eagles very easily could could have been coached by Josh McDaniel. Oh, yeah. he stinks <laughs> <Yes>. on ice. <laughs> oh, He's yes. terrible. And I've been saying it for years and I'm being validated by the job he's doing with the Raiders yeah. this year. But one quickie before we get back to the birds, uh, it just dawned on me. Do you know why uh, uh, Kyler Murray was to blame on that play more so than the coach, whatever? His baseball experience came back to him. <laughs> He was doing a pickup slide. That's what he was doing. I know I played baseball 40 years ago, but I used to try and do that. I could never do the pickup slide. I, you go down and you come right back up. No, 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 no. If I go down, I'm staying down on a slide. I'm putting all effort into getting to that base as quick as possible. I'm not worried about getting up and moving in advance to another base. That's what Kyler was doing. He was trying to go pick up slide so he could quickly handle the ball to the referee and then be able to get up and spike it. If Kyler Murray wasn't as good a baseball player as he was, he would have dove and made that play and not gone into a slide. How much you want to bet that they were hoping that he would be the old Mike Vick who couldn't slide at all? He's just stumbling forward. How much you want they want that one over yeah, against that one? That was wanted, just, uh, that's what you wanted in that situation. You got to put your head down. It was Kirk Cousins against Chicago. Can't run at all. And maybe that I was trying to think about it. We were watching the early games at State Farm Stadium. He needed a first down. He went and got the first down. Kyler Murray didn't go get the first down. That's uh, you need to do that in that situation. Yep. I want to compare these two quarterbacks, Chris. Okay. Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray. I think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback. I I I I, I mean. And and I start to think about it, and, and this is the way I think about it. If I have a bad team, I probably want Kyler Murray to be my quarterback over Jalen Hurts. But if I have a good team, I want Jalen Hurts to be my quarterback over Kyler Murray. Does that make sense? See, I, I just take Jalen Hurts in, in, either, in both situations because I think Murray's a bunch of – Murray's got the arm talent. I like what he does. He can put touch on the ball. And I, and I see all the stuff he can do physically, but it's too. When I look at some of the intangibles, when I look at the off the field stuff, when I look at the way that he, when it comes to you seeing the stuff with the sideline, the way he acts, so there's still too many things where I look like I'm just looking like okay, if you put Jalen Hurts on the Cardinals team, that Cardinals team is the one I think is undefeated because you think the little things in the in wow the personnel they have on it, and then you got DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins coming back on that team, they'd be tough to stop. Well, yeah, you put Kyler Murray on his team, I got some serious questions. I mean, when it comes to a situation where it'd be tight. Well, that's what I mean. Kyler can't manage a great team. The Eagles have a good roster. I don't think Kyler can manage a good roster as well as Jalen Hurts. But if I need somebody just to make plays because I don't have other players – and just run around like a knucklehead and do off schedule. Oh, I get to yeah, yeah, that part, yeah, that way you guys actually buy time, just okay, yeah. then you roll around, do the family circle thing, bounce around, and then throw it ten yards out field. All right, cool, that works that way too. But yeah, in this offense, I, I'd rather have Jalen Hurts than this one by a lot. I think he's passed surpassing. Who would have thought we said that last year? I think we were going to get a family circle uh, reference. <laughs> I like it, Mister Franklin. Thank you. And oh, by the way. The Eagles are uh, going to try and burn a copy of this tape because you guys just made a really good argument as to why Jalen Hurts needs to be paid more than Kyla Murray. Yeah. And that would be $230 million with $160 million of it guaranteed. So, Eagle fans, get ready. 
The Eagles are going to have to redo, restructure their team, and not necessarily for this next upcoming year because he's on the final year of his rookie deal. But if they're going to get an extension done, the quarterback payment is going to go up real fast, real high, because uh, Jalen is playing as well as he is. And, yes, uh, we can all say we don't like it. I remember, quick aside. Had Bobby Clark on once when Mac and Mac and Glenn was with us. Our number one, uh, we're doing a show together. Bobby Clark said uh, somebody had signed a big contract, and I think Lindor Steele was coming due. He said, "I'm not going to be dictated by other contracts in the league." Oh yeah, you are, Bobby. Yeah. You can say yeah. that all you want, but the reality is that's the way sports works. That was 20 years ago. It's still very much that way today. Oh, that's going to dictate how much Jalen Hurts is going to make as much as anybody else. He's going to be comp to the other quarterbacks. And Kyler Murray is as close a comp as you're going to get. And we know what he's making. And both of you guys just said, it's not Coke. I'll take uh, Jalen Hurts over Kyler Murray. It's amazing how quickly. And by the way, that development is one of the reasons Shane Steichen is a, you know, hot candidate. Um, And that's kind of how it moves that quickly in the NFL. Now, since what we do is nitpick in certain circumstances, and I said this on our post-game show, and I'm going to say it to you as well, Chris, I don't want to be dramatic, but if I see another damn uh, outside bubble screen, smoke screen, <laughs> beer screen, I'm going to shoot myself in the face. I'm tired of it. And I'm blaming the quarterback for that because that was a hot read. Some of the scripted stuff, um, I don't have an issue with, and it worked by the way, the Dallas Goddard stuff early in the game, they ran that well, but then he just kept going back into it, back to it, back to it. You got to throw a curveball. You can't do the same thing every time that I blame the quarterback for. Am I, I think wrong? Were, see, I think they were doing it in part of gameplay. I think they were reading the box to me a lot. I think they were just going, okay, if there's seven or more in a box, okay, we're just going to go this and try to supplement that. I can't give him the Carolina job now. Yeah. <laughs> took it away. Sorry. Now nah, I guess they come back another year now, but it, it looked a lot like that. Cause when the Cardinals were running that amoeba look, when they had the linebacker starting to move around, they couldn't just turn themselves, but they all were within the tackle box. It was like, it's like, okay, we don't know which way they're going to go. Okay. Go outside and try to get up two or three yards. And that's fine a couple of times, but I'm shocked that the team didn't, I'm shocked they didn't make an adjustment off of that by doing a fake, a, a fake yeah. bubble screen and going deep because yeah. it looked, they were, they were selling out. They were spread out. So it was almost like a, Somebody dropped up as a drop of water and it just went that way. So they all spread out horizontally. The vertical was there. The seams were there. They tried to do it like pump fake. Yeah, you got to show up. something else. Otherwise, yeah. they're just – and they kept jumping at the end. They figured out, all right, this is what they're going to do. Um, so maybe there's blame to go on both sides, but you got to throw a curveball in there. That's an adjustment that I think should have been made late in the third quarter, at least to take a shot to soften up those safeties from coming down a little bit. So I, I put it on – Put on the trio, Sirianni, Steichen, and also Hertz. I mean, the, the three, one of them should have gone like, hey, you know what? Let's try to do something a little different. So, so, so taking a shot off of that. And I think they would have had, had success with it. All right. Let's uh, jump back into evaluating the Eagles in the vacuum that was this game against the Cardinals. After allowing the Cardinals to tie it 17 17, Eagles get the ball back, nine minutes and change to go, 17 play drive. Eight consecutive running plays take eight of the nine and change minutes off the clock before, yeah, they had to settle for a field goal and you wanted a touchdown. 
But that was pretty damn impressive. And that was Eagle getting back to their DNA that they know they've got that trump card. And when they have to play it, they can play it. We can just go mano a mano with our offensive line against your defensive line. And we're going to win because we have that much faith in our offensive line, guys. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, Chris Franklin? It's a good thing. It's good because I think it's when, when in doubt, and I know we just talked about bowl screens, even if they had seven or eight, eight guys in the box, they were, they've were they had success with that. Teams have done this in the past where they loaded everybody up and the Eagles have still found a way to get creases and still move the ball down the field. And it wears you down. It helps you in the fourth quarter. And when when in doubt, if you need to settle things down, because you, so, you had that patchwork offensive line for most of the game. and then they, So the fact that you're trying to throw that much, I, I questioned that a little bit because like, okay, you got a little pedding out. It, it, it was like oh, basically look the second unit was it most of the second unit was in the, on the left side so yeah I, I think they when in doubt that this team has to go back on a run it's not, it doesn't have to be a pass 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 right, pass so you know, here, here's but, the way yeah. I was asking a question if you want to dismiss me again feel free um, <laughs> feel they're free. two they're two for two at doing this this year when they needed to do it against the Lions they did it ran the four minutes off the clock thank you drive home safely Detroit. And they did it again for the most part. All right, yeah, they didn't get the touchdown. But they got eight of the nine minutes off the clock, and they scored. That's and all three timeouts, by the way. And right. all three well, timeouts. They, they made them use two. They got well, lucky on that third one. Yeah. The I defensive mean, the player injury happened, hurt. though. That's, that's the rules. So, yeah. I mean, they burned all there was, three There was some luck involved in this Eagle win, and that was part of it. Um, but it, it's not a given. We like to think it's a given. Two for two is two for two. But do you have any fear whatsoever that the Eagles thinking in that direction? Well, when in doubt, we can just run. We can just stick it up their rear ends when we need to because we're that good. Is there any fear that they might be too good at it and might just take it for granted that they're that good a running team? Not at all. You do what you do best and you live and die by that. And this team is a better running thing. You gotta, if you're going to go ahead and if you're going to have success the way they have success, you got to go back and, and not rely on throwing the ball all the time and giving them more time. So this team runs the ball well. They have the best, one of the best offensive lines in the league. Why not use them and pound it and ground and pound and get six yards that way? Now, one of the things, and I thought Nick uh, explained this pretty well, you have this uh, narrative that, all right, this is not sustainable because Jalen ran it 15 times again. Um, yeah, that's a lot of runs for a quarterback. But how many of those 15 were design runs? Not very many, uh, but uh, other than the quarterback sneaks. So you had you had the off schedule, the real design runs, read option, whatever you want to call it, quarterback sneaks, which don't count. How many quarterback sneaks did they have? Which, by the cool. way, are all successful. Right. Every single one of them. Six points. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. There's <laughs> very little uh, – uh, um, danger on quarterback sneak plays so really of that 15 carries how many were design runs um he's just a really difficult player to deal with jalen hurts is just incredibly tough and now i hear people saying he's got four passing touchdowns who cares i i don't get what people this is me personally it's just is to me, I'm just always still like, okay, if you do whatever wins the game, then that one too. Well, you didn't do it this way, so it doesn't count. Like, no, you just keep the team trying to do what you do the best. I never understood what it. Well, you only have four touchdowns. Well, you can't throw the ball through. It, it doesn't matter. As long as you look on that scoreboard and they get more points than the other team, that's what I thought was the more important thing. So if he's getting four, if he's getting four touchdowns, but he's moving if he's moving the ball through the air 
say from 20 to 20, all of a sudden they decided to go right, ground and pound and go in that way too. It works right. too. So Johnny Mac, I'm going to ask you to look something up real quick. I'll, uh, I'm asking Chris this question. Uh, safeties rankings for pro football focus so far this year. <laughs> I'm specifically looking at Marcus Williams of the Baltimore Ravens because John has told us and a lot of this report, the Eagles uber aggressive in trying to get him. The price just went a little higher than they thought he was worth. So they backed off and he ended up with Baltimore, but the Eagles really wanted him to be their other safety. Of course, for Marcus Epps last year, the Raven defense on the back end has been terrible this year. So I'm assuming I don't watch every snap of their games. Like I do the Eagles that he hasn't played all that well. Uh, fractured his wrist dislocation. He's going to be gone months as in that's eight weeks minimum. Did the Eagles have the karma thing going for them this year? In addition to being five and zero and doing everything right on their own, the guy they really wanted as a free agent wasn't playing well, and he's hurt. The guy they wanted to hire as the coach two years ago, Josh McDaniel, sucks with the Raiders. Thank you very much for holding out for Nick Sirianni, yeah. Jeff Laurie. Um, is there a karma thing going on here? And don't forget Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Uh, even two, though the Eagles and two more. Thank you very you. much, Johnny Mac. Yeah. The Eagles would yeah. like you to forget that. <laughs> it never happened. You never saw it. the men in black thing flashing out. Never did that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, every year you need a little bit of luck. I mean, nobody's on skills. It's rarely you see a team that's dominant that goes throughout the thing. I mean, look at the Super Bowl year. We had Jake Elliott making a sixty-one, a sixty-plus yard field goal. Like, who does that on a regularity? You need a little bit of luck along the way, and they sure. <laughs> when you look at a lot of those names that worked out, I, I have questions about when it comes to Marcus Williams and the system he's in. Given that uh, Wink Martindale's up north now, I think that uh, he would have done better with Wink as his uh, defensive coordinator. But I don't, but I look at that, and also he's got to worry about Kyle Hamilton on the side down there too. But who? What, another guy uh, that looking now, I still think you know what? Maybe they dodged a bullet with that too. You got Jordan Davis instead of Kyle Williams. He's yeah. I I, I, I think you know I don't know. You know I haven't watched much Baltimore Raven football this year. He was playing pretty well, according to Pro Football Focus. He was he's 14th, 14th really? best safety. Okay. Right, so um, on him. It's on the corners then. I think he would have been a perfect <laughs> fit here because of, I know how the Eagles play defense, and it's you know a lot of quarters coverage, um, a lot of cover two at times, and and you spin off into whatever you're going to spin off into, and he's a great coverage safety. So I think he would have been a perfect fit here. I don't know what they're doing in 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 Baltimore, uh, but he's a good player. But uh, uh, you know, and it's one the Eagles missed out on. I that's not one where I don't think they're lucky. You know, you can never project injuries. That part of it. I mean, I, you can't legislate injuries. I say that all the time. They'd be a better football team if Marcus Williams was here because he's a better player than Chauncey Gardner Johnson. But they may do, and they got at least an upgrade. So. I give Howie Roseman credit for that. But the McDaniel stuff, yeah, they shouldn't have even interviewed him, never mind considered him. Um, and the Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson stuff, well, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett, we talk about Josh McDaniels. Well, Nathaniel Hackett might be worse than Josh McDaniels, if that's yeah. possible. Uh, so there are some issues there with Russell. But I don't know. I don't think anybody saw this coming from Jalen Hurts. I don't think the Eagles saw it coming. I I don't think 
You saw it coming, Chris Franklin. I certainly didn't see it coming. If somebody did see it coming, maybe it was Jalen Hurts, but I don't know who else. Yeah, I thought he'd have a better year, and I thought he'd. Be, I didn't think he'd be at this this level. I didn't think you say safely right now he's a top five quarterback. I thought he'd be, you'd be good at just having like a 10, 12 around that range. But the fact that he's playing at a high level, that he's getting a lot more touch on those balls, like. I, his mechanics are so refined right now. It looks so much better. That one play where he scrambled in the first quarter, got out to roll to his left, where everybody says, oh, he, he scrambled to his left. He's going to have issues. Well, yeah, then he resets man. his feet he's, and he's throws it. That, yeah. Tom House is, is making more money, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's wrap it on this, Chris. If the Eagles win the Super Bowl, does Tom House get a Super Bowl ring? He better. Adam, Adam, I, 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 I always say Tom because I can't pronounce Adam's name. Adam Dayu, however you pronounce it. He does more of the heavy lifting, so he deserves okay. he deserves the super bowl. And they better buy that, they better buy the see can get his services for the rest of the time by night, like 10 year contract. If he can do that with hurts, might as well yeah. keep him around hey, and do whatever yeah. he does. He should get a percentage <laughs> of that. Hey, if Jeff Laurie gave my buddy Howard Eskin a Super Bowl ring when they won in 2017, <laughs> wearing his furs on the sidelines, he can spring for a Super Bowl <laughs> ring for both the Jalen Hurts quarterback coaches to get his. Uh, Freaking Jeffrey sprung for everybody. Every employee of that organization got a Super Bowl ring that I know of. Uh, yeah. You know, full time employee. Uh, I would. I here's guys who would get one. Um, Tom House, Dado, and. Uh, John's favorite defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio, who is yes. apparently consulting with the Eagles. And, and by the way, uh, I don't know why people say that because I hate this scheme. I hate quarters coverage. You, you reference him on a daily basis, Johnny Mack. I reference him on a daily basis because I'm trying to teach the Eagles fans how the Eagles play defense. They use Vic Fangio's scheme. Half the league uses big scheme now. It drives me insane. I, I, I you know, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, but like he's it. only getting one Super Bowl ring, and if he's getting it, he's getting it from the Eagles because they win it, and he is actually a quote unquote consultant for the Eagles. Report on Bleeding Green Nation this morning that uh, he is yes being paid a fee. Yeah, he was here. On, he was here a bunch Eagles. over the summer, but he was doing a tour around the NFL. He might be consulting. He might be one of those deals. He might be consulting with multiple teams because they all be use stinking defense. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's either a senior defensive assistant or defensive coordinator here next year if Gannon goes. I really would not be surprised at all. No, always- he's a Philly guy. He's yeah. uh yeah. He's uh yeah. He's always a possibility. Uh, CF, always a pleasure, brother. We'll get you back up again next week. Uh, you get to hang out Sunday night with McMullen and then join us early in the week th- thereafter. You'll be so tired of looking at him by the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm already uh, hitting you up. You're getting up early, 920 postgame Chris Brown. I'll, I'll be ready to go. I'll, I'll be like Eflin. I'll be ready to go on short rest. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to throw. <laughs> He'll be outside with the Blue Jays or the Orioles or whatever the hell yes. the birds he's got. And in read backyard. Chris at NJ.com. Goodbye, at Chris at C. Franklin News with our buddy Les Bowen. Uh, yes. NJ.com. Chris, Thank always great stuff. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good one now. Chris Thanks, Franklin Chris. here with us on Birds 365. All right, coming back. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to bring up Vic Fangio all show long, and I just uh, for, had forgotten. Yeah, everybody thinks I like Vic Fangio. I, I'm just telling the fans what the Eagles run. 
That's all I'm doing. Are and you? I've been telling you, Jody, I've been telling you that since the summer. Yeah, again, forever nobody, you've been talking yeah. about Vic Fangio. That's yeah. why I felt the need to. Now people finally know. I'm, so I want my apologies. They not have from been. You, they they the are fan. playing a form of the Fangio defense, but you're right. Like half the league does. So it's not, it, it, it seems like a bigger deal than it actually is. But I did catch the note on Bleeding Green Nation today that he is a consultant for the Eagles. And when I hear consultant, that means paycheck. That means you're being paid. That means you're expected to contribute, even if it's from afar, that the coaches can call him, get him on the phone when they need him to ask him certain questions. Maybe he's actually getting game films sent to him and uh, giving some advice thereafter. But uh, there's a reason why Johnny Mac brings it up. It's official. It's not just they, they, they've they copied Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio was in camp this year. He was hands-on. And he's still consulting for the Eagles defense and Jonathan Gannon. All right, Jody Mack, Johnny Mack, coming back. You know what we got to do. There will be a bow put on this show. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondly hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean.
Mac and Mac guy, Johnny Mac, hustling back from Arizona to be here right at 8 o'clock. I thank him, but I need you guys to do us a favor, too. Um, yours truly did not make any uh, friends on Friday when I picked the Arizona Cardinals to win the game. Sorry. I was wrong. I was never so happy to be wrong. But that's our job is to give you objective picks. And I thought I wasn't just going to pick the Eagles 17 straight times this year. Undefeated. Yeah, go ahead, pick a... To put the jet mark next to the Eagles every single game this year for Jody Mack. No, I wasn't going to do that because I don't think they're going to go 17 and 0. So I thought this was a week that uh, a couple of things could lie. I up seriously there. considered it. Ultimately, I, I I did pick the Eagles and I have picked the Eagles five times. It's amazing. I keep losing the spread, but I keep picking hmm. the Eagles. As a matter of but fact, I, I've, I've gotten the spread right four straight times. Yeah. I was wrong week one against the Lions, which I thought they'd crush. That's the only time I've been wrong on the spread because, yeah, Cardinals plus five and a half. I was a winner in the wager that I made this week. But do me a favor. Those of you hung late, uh, thank you for doing so. Hit the like button. They keep telling me we need help with our algorithm. Uh, Johnny Mack, you got to like. He hustled his ass off to get back here and be here by 8 o'clock. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm picking the Eagles on Sunday. And I'm going to pick them by at least a touchdown, maybe 10, maybe two touchdowns. I'll, I'll debate that over the next three days and see how this whole quarterback thing goes with yeah. Dallas. But I'm I'm locking in an Eagle victory this week against the Cowboys. They opened up as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I think they're going to win and cover this week. So The only what, thing. That's what you need to like the show. Yeah. I'm giving you an Eagle win now. On Tuesday, before a Sunday night game, Write it down. Eagles are beating the Cowboys. I don't, I, I, you know, the injury report will come out Wednesday. Obviously, Nick's not going to give us anything until Wednesday. You know, the only thing that could shift me towards Dallas is if Jordan Mylotta is not playing, Jason Kelsey's not playing. Um, it, you know, Landon Dickerson's not playing, then maybe I would consider it, but that's not going to happen. Jason Kelsey's going to play, Landon's going to play expectations and levels factored in how would you grade jack driscoll filling in for my lot of the last two weeks uh i thought he played well i thought he played really well against arizona i don't i don't think he played as well uh against jacksonville yes he but he did but he was a good uh he was a good run blocker uh i i worry about pet the only thing i worry about jack driscoll's pass protection and this week it's a it's a big deal because the Cowboys will move Micah Parsons around. Yeah. And that's you fair. Know, obviously it's Lane Johnson versus Jack. They're gonna put him on Jack Driscoll, and I do not like that matchup. But I give Jack Driscoll I give him at least a B plus, if not an A minus against Jack. But I, but, but and I give be, him an A for his efforts this I thought he week. played really well in Arizona. To be fair, I don't like most players against Micah Parsons, but you know, it's even more of a I don't like Jordan Mylotta against Mike Micah Parsons. Yeah, he's that good. You are but, correct. Uh, you know, there's differences and and Jordan will hold up better than than Jack. All right, uh, tomorrow we get our buddy Mike Gill from down the shore to jump aboard, working on a second guest, and McMullen's going to get a nap, but then he's yeah. going to get up, Oof. and he's going to go back to work, and you're going to be here with me tomorrow, right, Johnny Mac? Yeah, hopefully, you know, jet lag. He is day-to-day. -day. I, I could be the first uh, first IR jet lag. IR uh, jet lag. Yeah. Not happening. He'll be right back here with me. <laughs> 
Tomorrow, Birds 365 in, two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.